Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to Tavern Watch Plays the Weirs, uh, our little D&D game. I don't know why the word game was so hard for me. I'm Matt Rossi, <laughs> the dungeon master of this game. Now, I, this time I did it on purpose. Um, we're uh, out one player, unfortunately. Uh, Joe Prez, who plays Delver, couldn't make it. So our Liz Harper is going to be playing both her own character, Isra, and Delver. So she'll get to introduce herself first, since she's doing that. Hello! I am Liz. I am playing Istra, who is a uh, Drake Warden Ranger, Dragon Kraika. And I guess I'm also playing Delver, who is a Warforged Bard. And I mostly know how to play Bard, so I'm sure it's fine. I'm gonna, I'll try to channel some of Joe's and we'll see how well it works. Uh, also with us, uh, two other players. First of those two, uh, because I always do him last and I feel bad. Uh, Andrew, um, go ahead and introduce yourself and your character. Hi, Andrew Powers. I play Creo, a half-elf swords bard. And finally, last but certainly not least, Anne, if you don't mind introducing yourself and your character. Hi, I'm Anne, and I'm play Kiska, who's a female dark elf druid. So last time we saw our party, they were led to an ancient temple under the surface of the city next to a giant underground river by a group of kobold pirates that they'd befriended slash adopted after killing and then bringing back their leader. Um, the kobolds were understandably too afraid to go any further, f- fearful that their children would be slaughtered or that they would be slaughtered, um, quite frankly. And so the four adventurers are at the steps of a large, you're not sure what it is, some kind of big platform, like a pyramidal structure that's just jutting out of the side of the pyramid. So is it like a, Dock? Yeah, kinda. You think it might be intended for that purpose, but it, this is kind of hard to tell. What's your passive perception right now, Isra? Something ridiculous? 21. Okay. You can tell on the top of this little platform 
are three statues. Okay. Um, the first statue, the one to the, the furthermost left as you're going up the stairs, not saying you are going up the stairs, but if you were, um, that's a statue of a man in golden armor. The armor is golden. The statue itself looks to be ivory or alabaster. Um, he's holding a golden spear and his head is tilted up towards the sky. The one in the middle is a huge uh, monstrous thing with the head of a bull and the body of a gigantic humanoid, but with hoof with like hoofed feet that are somewhat digitigrade. Um, it's a sort of, you, you've seen a minotaur before. It looks like that. Um, but this one is extremely imposing looking. It's got, it's got these like piercings and marks, like, like it's been stabbed or gnashed on its body. And all the way on the right, as, again, as you go up the stairs is a huge aurochs, uh, kind of, of bull that you've, that you've never actually seen, but have seen art of, um, they're extinct in this area. They have been for centuries, but it's this massive bull with these gigantic, almost pointed spear like horns. And this, you know, it's, it's body is made out of what appears to be polished jet and possibly polished brass to simulate the, the hide pattern of a, of a large cattle. And they are all at the top, just above the wall. You can see them on top of this platform. Does the bull in the middle at all resemble the god that we dealt with back in the first session? In that it is a minotaur shape. But not like that specific god or anything to do with that horn? It, you couldn't tell. If it if it's meant to be the same one or not, you'd need a religion check. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to try rolling. Okay. How close are we to these? Uh, if you look at where I put your characters, you're down there. All right, 21 on religion. Okay. It's most likely an intent to be a representation of something related to it, but you don't think it's actually him. You think the three statues are like telling a story, or if you knew the story of him, the three statues would be integral to it. They'd be, they'd be like a representation of it, but you don't know exactly what's going on there. I'm sorry. The map is just kind of confusing to me. How many feet away are we from it? They're about 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. Uh, I'd say 25 feet down from it. Okay. But it's it the, the platform goes up. It's, a, it's like a ramp. So So if I wanted to cast a spell that had a 30-foot range, it wouldn't hit it? Um, well, if to hit the statues, you'd actually need to move up the stairs a bit to, to actually cast a spell. I them. just want to cast Detect Magic. Yeah, you, if you 30-foot range, you definitely need to go at least okay. up to the second box on that on that stairs area. Okay. In the corner of the stairs, there's a, another piece of art. Uh, it's a smaller one. It's like a bust of a woman's face. And it, it looks odd, but from your angle, it's very hard to determine. Uh, the only person who'd have a chance to really perceive it would be Isra because of her ridiculous passive perception, but you'd still have to roll for it. Uh, I'll give it a roll, but my passive is better than my actual. <laughs> Your passive is what allows you to even notice there's something weird yeah. about it. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, that's a 12. There is something odd, but you can't determine from here where what it is. You'd have to go up to it. But it is definitely a woman's head. I would like to go and examine the, uh, the, the bust and see if I can see anything getting up closer. Kiska's okay. going to follow her. Yeah, I'll stay with the Is Delver... Should I just assume Delver's coming with you? Oh, yes. Yes, Delver is definitely coming with us. Okay. As you get up to it, uh, you have to, like, you're looking around at you, like, there's something odd about this. And it's actually Rika 
who helps you figure it out. Because Rika flaps up, flies around it, goes, ooh, and lands on your shoulder and goes, ouchie. Ouchie? Back of the head. Ouchie. Uh, then I'll go look around the back of the uh, the bust's head. The bust, the bust is six feet tall. It's okay. a woman's head that is six feet from bottom to top. So it is not as simple. And it's also up on a, like a six foot high pl- pl- platform. Oh. So it's not as simple as just walking around it. You'd have to actually climb up. It. Well, then I will ask Reika, what, what did you see back there? I'm the ouchie on the back of the head. An ouchie. What's kind of an ouchie? Um, it, it's open and, and hurts. I assume it hurts. Well, it's a statue, so it probably doesn't actually hurt the statue. But Oh, no, but, but it would hurt you. Probably, yes. I don't like getting hit on the head, no. No, 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 no. Is open. Okay. Head is open. There's definitely... I'm going to turn to the rest of the party. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that that was yet. Oh, that was just because I say, was that a trap? But uh, Rekha has no idea. Nothing happened to Rekha. She just flew around and is now saying that the back of the statue is open. Kiska's going to cast Detect Magic. Uh, there's definitely magic here. On the bust? Oh, yeah. And the floor... And the walls and everything around you. Very strong summoning magic here. Summoning? Okay. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to be careful. If we trip anything here, it could call a lot of something on our heads. That's a little worrying. Um. Well, since I don't have any better thing, any better ideas, I think there's something on the back of the statue that we may need to investigate further. Here's a question. Can you see through Rika's eyes? Oh, that's a good question. I do not think I can. Okay, that's unfortunate. Yeah, that would have been really easy. I do not think I... She's not like a... Fem- okay, so what are you guys doing? Is Rika considered a beast? No, don't think so. She's okay. a dragon. Yeah. Okay. So how I'm many... I'm thinking, sorry. Uh, so how many steps... This is at the bottom of the steps up to the top of the... It's cigarette? more like a... It's like a ramp. Okay. And this... It's like... There's like... It's almost like a gatehouse or something, except mm-hmm. it doesn't have any sort of gate or anything built into it that you can see. It's just here. And it's the only way up around. It's the only way that seems to have any path towards getting inside the wall, completely surrounding this sort of ziggurat structure. Hmm. And there are just the three statues at the top mm-hmm. and this one bust down here. Yep. Okay. So we can't reach the, you could Bust. you could climb you could climb up to reach it. You you have to try something. You can't just you know teleport up to it. I'm going to cast spider climb and climb up there. Okay, you clamber on up. Yep, you you clamber right on up. Uh, it does nothing prevents you. Your spider climb makes it easy. Uh, when you get to the top, well, how are you? What are you going around to the back? Are you going up over it? How are you? How I'm are you going. Pulling? I'm going up the front because I don't want to like trigger anything in the back. But um, I'm going to kind of look around cautiously to the back to see what's okay. back there that Rika saw. Once you get up to the apex, the kind of the crown of the head, you see what she meant, and the statue very, very painstakingly details what it would look like if you pop someone's head open and cut most of their brain out, and there are, there's like only traces of it left in the the wound. And again, this is all in metal, but it's an extremely good recreation of what it would look like to rip someone's brain out of their skull. So it's metal. It's not stone. It's not stone. It's uh, you think it's um, it's similar to gold, but it's more of a reddish color. It, it sort of looks like if bronze, if you made bronze out of like tin and gold instead of you know t- you know brass. Hmm. It's weird. Well, it's a really 
good depiction of somebody being brained. Well, we don't want that for any of us. Do you have um? Do you have medical skill at all? Is do you have medical medicine trained, Kiska? Um, I have a plus two to medicine. But is it trained or is it just your natural? You know, it's bonus? just my natural. Okay, bonus. then don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I have medicine trained. It's not like one dot. Okay. Um, well, you can still roll if you want to, but you'd be at disadvantage. Okay, I'll try it. Just a uh, twenty. Yeah, d20, you disadvantage. So you roll 2d20, you take the lower roll. <laughs> 14. Oh, actually then, you, you you see there's scraping on the inside. It, this is an extremely well-done bust. It's ex- it, the, the artist was extremely talented. There's actually scraping on the bone inside of it, the head, that implies a tool was used not to bludgeon or crush, but to remove the brain in pieces. This looks like a mummification process or something. Hmm. Like, this was deliberate? I don't... It's, it's, it's an exquisitely arti- crafted. Yeah, it's an artistic representation of the re- the painstaking removal of a brain. Can I poke it? Yeah, it's metal. It, you know, it feels... Yeah, touching metal. It's weird. Okay, I'm going to climb back down. Okay. There was a tool that they used to take it out. That's why I said, like, a mummification kind of thing? I don't... It's very much a medical process or embalming kind of process. Why would they have a statue of that? Well, he probably had something to look at while he made it, assuming he didn't just put metal over a body that he had. The body would have had a six-foot head, which would make this the head of a giant that they someone did this to. Yeah, if you I, were correct. I'm just telling you, that's how big it is. But giants Do- exist. Do we know of any religions or cults or dark gods that practice things like this where you might have a mummification ritual thing like that? I mean, there are uh, quite a few. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Creo is the best person here to mm-hmm. ask because he does a study of gods and mm-hmm. he could make a religion check and tell you. Well, possibly. Does. 17. There are, you know that the people who you're here to face in the first place are a cult. The Kultav uh, Mordsine. They um they uh kidnap the the cobalt eggs and and cobalt younglings and are keeping them trapped somewhere in this complex. Uh, they certainly you know very little about them. You'd not heard of them before, but you remember that first up. That's the first thing you remember that there's a cult involved in this place. The second thing you remember is back before the weirs were settled. This place looks to be similar in construction to the Cenotaph uh, Gardens under the mountains similar kind of ruins there were certainly there was a somebody was bringing through a lot of extraplanar entities at that time perhaps to build it perhaps to worship them there's lots of signs of that kind of thing in those kind of ruins and there were certainly entities that that consumed brains um the, one of those entities was a large pallidly purple tentacled thing that is called an illithid the illithid didn't just take brains out of bodies, they ate them. And with that role, uh, I'm going to let you know that Mordsonet means brain eater. All right. I'm sorry for going into the details and expressing that information. It probably kind of shook a little at the end as I'm thinking about what we could be getting in. Why would... To serve them. Do you mean to serve the people here as slaves, or do you mean to serve them on a plate? I'm just curious. Um, probably... Me- I probably meant to uh, serve them as servants, but also the other one could be a possibility. I feel like I should have worn worn sturdier headgear. Well, you guys are still on the ramp in front of that big statue head. I 
I'm going to say, since I've been left in charge, I'm going to say that Delver's going to start up the stairs. Is we've got to we've got to get started somewhere. This is the only way we know to get in. This is the only thing even resembling a way to get inside. Okay. Hopefully, yeah, I haven't I just sent. Hopefully, I haven't just sent Joe's character off doing something really stupid. But maybe we'll find out. Um. Okay. So he runs up to the top. Okay. He starts up without the a trace. Yeah, we're the. Okay. Ah. So everyone gets a plus 10 to their stealth. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. Checks their stealth checks. All right. Um, as he heads up, uh, Delver has to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Okay. I think Delver's pretty dexterous. And uh, Delver rolled a 19 plus 7. So 26. Delver, Delver hears the, the platform click just in time to throw himself forward. And a jet of flame shoots out of the ground where he was standing. He is not struck by it, so he is fine. It then stops once his weight is no longer on the trigger plate, which you, you now can all see. I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> Take it slow. Let's just let's just be quiet. And Kiska's is going to start moving up, but like stealthily. Okay, as you do, go ahead and make a stealth check. In fact, everybody should make a stealth check if they're trying to be quiet. And you get a plus 10. Make one for Delver too, please. Uh, Delver is rolling really well. I just rolled a natural 20 for Delver. Okay, well, 20 plus 10 plus uh, whatever his stealth is. So that would be a 36. Okay, yeah. And uh, Isra did not roll nearly as well. Isra got an 11 plus 10 would be 27 for Kiska. 19. Okay. Um, you're all pretty sure you're being quiet and stealthy. Um, however, as you crest up over the thing and make sure not to step on the plate... You hear a grinding sound, and Delver, from concealment in this otherwise big platform that you're standing on, says, Oh, I didn't think that was good. And the statues all begin to move. Uh oh. The first one to move is the human who steps down off his platform. He's a solid 10 feet tall, and he takes his spear up in both hands. And does anybody here speak? Undercommon. I do. I also do. Kiska, do you speak Undercommon? No. Druidic, Elvish, Sylvan, Common. Okay. Do You don't speak Drow? I'm assuming I speak Drow, but it's not okay. listed on my, under my languages. I'm going to just say that you speak Undercommon. Yeah. Because it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you not Absolutely to. does not. Yeah. Okay. So all three of you hear him say in Undercommon, but incredibly stilted Undercommon, Thou hast... Entered into the lair of he who is more. Then, as he says that, the Minotaur literally drops. It just jumps and drops down and smashes. It's a good 15 feet tall. Smashes onto the platform next to him and says, We see all. And the bull roars, but does not speak. You know, it's kind of a noise. You know, it's a cow. Uh, and it, it drops down off of its... Uh, pedestal and is it's a big metal thing a good solid 20 feet from end to end very large would basically be huge uh in dnd terms and it just snorts and begins going <sighs> taking deep deep breaths and like trying to it's moving its head around as if trying to find you all it none of them seem to have seen you yet and kiss uh, not yet yeah, uh isra i was saying kisra <laughs> so i was combining the two of you <laughs> Uh, Isra, with your ridiculous perception, you can see that the platform where they were, th- that their platforms were on, as they come down off of them, the pedestals slide back. Oh. And there are like, th- there's holes in the ground. 
Okay. Um, well, I'm a ranger, I have a bow, and I feel like that is just kind of my go-to. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sure I have my bow out and get an arrow ready. Okay. I mean, they've been threatening for fighting. Okay, before we fight, I'm gonna try on that first one that talked to tech thoughts. Okay. Uh, so it's a, a wisdom 14 saving. No, wait. I think for surface thoughts, uh, there's no saving. Okay. Yeah. So just I can read his surface thoughts. Just nope. kind of No. Does the spell work on automatons, constructs? Good question. Uh, uh, so you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. Is it just creatures? Uh, it says for the duration, you can read the thoughts of certain creatures. You cast the spell as an action on each of the spell ends. You can focus your mind. On any one creature that you can see within 30 feet of you. The creature you choose has an intelligence of three or lower or doesn't speak any language. The creature is unaffected. So yeah, as long as it speaks and has an intelligence of four or more, I can read its surface thought. It does not have any. It has no intelligence? It is not a living thing. But it doesn't say living thing. It just says... it's uh, It's not a living thing. It's not a thinking thing. There's no mind here. This is magic animating a statue. Okay. It does not think. All right. So I got no thoughts. I'm trying to figure out if it's going to attack or if it wanted something. Yeah. I'm looking at the spell right now. And it's, you know, it doesn't say, it says it chooses, yeah, it tells us about intelligence. It says creatures. Technically speaking, this is a construct and it has no mind. It's not a living construct. It's just a construct. But if it had thoughts, sure, I'd let you read them. But it doesn't. It just does what the spell that has created it has commanding it to do. Okay. All right, then I guess I will relay that to the rest of the group, that these aren't the creatures. Okay, Isra can hear you fine. Um, Kiska and Delver, however, would probably have a hard time hearing you if you're keeping your voice low enough so that they don't, you're not heard by others. Because you're, in this, you're on this platform with these three statues now. Okay. Isra, however, could hear you if you were like 20 yards away, whispering into a jar, she could hear I, you. I can also read lips now. That's yeah. just that's just a thing I know how to do. For for anyone listening along at home, I took the observant thing. Um Can you guys move your characters onto the platform a, in World Twenty? I, I tried moving that picture. Um, yeah, I can't actually click on it. Uh I, all right. permissions and it's telling me that there aren't currently any tokens on this page that can take a turn. It's always something Yeah, it's I think it's the add on Joe had us use. Uh, well we won't worry about it by now. You you can at least see. Yeah. What's going on? Uh, okay. So yeah, you're on that platform. Each square is about five feet across, so each square is a actual square. Um, so you're not tremendously far away from them. They're kind of looking around. They've managed to not see you yet. By dint of the fact that they are so much taller than you, mm-hmm. that they are used to things either being directly in front of them, obviously, or being at their eye level. At least you think maybe that's it. Maybe it's just the magic that they animated them. You don't know. I think... Go ahead. I was going to say, are we rolling initiative or anything like that? Yeah, if you attack them. At present, they have not detected you, so they can't attack you. Um, oh, so we might be able to... Okay, um, Isra can communicate to people telepathically and is going to, uh, instead of whispering, is going to ask Creo sneak past them into this hole. Find them, you think? Can, uh, let's see, I can use message back Um. if I can't I... communicate back, so I'm going to um, point her way. And as long as we still have that uh, bonus to stealth. That might be smarter than to fight. So um, I'm going to send a telepathic message, Delver and Kiska, and say there are holes in the ground behind them where the plinths were. I think we should sneak behind 
and try to go inside that way instead of fighting. Kiska just kind of nods and, and points around the side, the uh, left side. Yeah, She's going to head so... that way. All right. Make another stealth check. Okay. Actually, everybody should if they're going, if everyone's trying to do that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Rolls um, 19 and Delver rolls a, sorry, um, 19, uh, 27. Okay. Delver definitely makes it. Uh, did anyone else roll? Yeah, mine was a 14. Okay, so it's sort of a 17? Uh, yes. And uh, Kiska, you got a 14? Yeah. Kriya, what did you get? Oh, so that got was 22. with the plus 10, yes. <laughs> oh, oh. Also, Creo, can you look on the map and tell me if you see a little U, like near the door there? I do, yes. Okay, cool. I'm going to put everybody down. Oh, yeah, and I can move. Okay, so everyone, see if you've got a little character tile there that you can control. I can move me, yes! Okay. Go ahead and move them into the room. Yes, I can move myself. And okay. So, from what I understand, the lowest roll was Kiska with a 14. Yes. All right. I brought dice in this room for this purpose, and now I don't have them, so I'll be right back. You guys discuss what you're <laughs> going to do. Okay. So, um, we're going to try and sneak behind and jump down the holes? Is that what we're looking at? And we need some way into the temple. Okay. But I don't know what's down there. If that doesn't work, I do have something up my sleeve that can maybe work. I don't know, but we'll try it. Sounds good. I don't have too much. All my stuff is um, to be psychic. Oh, that's not good. Hmm. Yeah, can you not take psychic damage? Well, it means it might hmm. be like immune and or just like, oh, strong against. Yeah, yeah, resistant. you're probably right. You're probably right. Delver has, Delver's very much has some things that might, might offer aid. Yeah, I've got a bunch of um, stuff that's like can affect things, knock things prone, that kind of thing. So, if nothing else, crowd control. Uh, I'm real glad that I didn't get Joe killed in a trap. Like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely, definitely save his dying for when he's here. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I wasn't... Delver, Delver is the bold sword who wants to protect his companions and move forward in the adventure, right? He would be leading from the front, maybe? But it's fine. It's fine. Delver's fine. We're all fine. For now. Did you find what you were after, Rossi? Yep. Of course, we are level four. It's slightly harder to if we were like level one. Slightly. Slightly, yeah. Are those little figures the statues? Yeah. Are those big figures the statues? Yeah, sorry. I have to resize them. It's all good. Oh, yeah. I've been there, done that. In, in roll 20, there's lots of setup. That's the middle really... one's a minotaur. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that one's really... <laughs> The three of them are standing there like this, and then this one drops to here and points at Kiska and, and bellows an undercommon, A DEFILER! Well, it was an idea. Kiska says an undercommon, who calls me defiler. It doesn't work. Darn. Hoping maybe, you know, the language would be the same. Cool. No. So, um, since I'm, like, within ten feet of this thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to cast Earth Tremor at second level. Okay. It needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Alrighty. Um, does a seven beat it? No, it has to be a twelve, so it's knocked prone. Okay. And it takes two d six bludgeoning damage. Okay. And we're going to now, since since that's happening, we're going to do the thing where after that we roll initiative. Yeah, it takes ten damage and it's knocked prone. Actually, it's for my initiative is twenty two. Okay. Yeah, it's auto filling if you use it properly in D twenty Beyond. So. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. I- don't actually have D20 Beyond. D&D Beyond, sorry. Y- yeah, I don't. Oh, yeah, I don't have the add-on for it. And I can't roll for Delver. Uh, go ahead. And only, just roll a tr- roll roll with, like, dice, and I, I can input it. Just tell me what you get. 
Uh, well, Delver rolled a one, so, so that's going to be a three, <laughs> a four. Like what's um, his dex? A seven. Poor baby. And uh, I rolled a seven, so that's a twelve. Wow. Okay, uh, Kiska, you're up. Um, you knocked him prone. Then apparently he was so surprised he didn't do anything. So yeah, you're up. Okay. Um, he also took ten damage on that. Okay. By the way. Um. Cool. Uh. It, what kind of damage is it, by the way? Ignore what I just did there. I was like clicking on the screen and it keeps pushing things. Uh, I believe. Hang on one second here. Bludgeoning. Okay. He very clearly does not take much damage from that. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. That's cool. Uh. Let's see. Um. Okay. He's been knocked prone. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. The other two are still where they were. They haven't moved yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to use my staff and I'm going to cast Wall of Thorns. Um, and it's it it says, okay, hang on. It's very complicated. Um, it says I could create a wall of tough blah, blah, blah. Re- wall appears within range on a solid surface and lasts for the duration. Um, I can u- choose to make the wall up to 60 feet long, 10 feet high, and 5 feet thick, or a circle that has a 20-foot diameter and is up to 20 feet high and 5 feet thick. And the wall blocks a line of sight. I would like to make a circle around the other two dudes that are not prone. Is that okay? Yes, I'm hitting the wrong button. Uh, uh, there's no. Does it have any kind of attack roll or anything, or is it just straight up you can cast this? I can cast this, and each creature within the area must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. If they make the throw, are they not in the circle? No. If they are in, if they do not make the save, then they take seventy-eight damage. Okay. There's a D or, in there, right? That wasn't seventy-eight damage. It was seven. No, seven, seven D eight okay. piercing damage, or half as much damage on a successful save. All right. Um, yeah, you can get the two of them in a circular like that. It's it's going to take up a lot of the room, but you yeah. can do that. It's I'm just like I'm I'm basically you can choose to make the wall up to sixty feet long. I'm basically it says you can choose to make the wall, mm-hmm. like you could create the wall. So I'm just making a circle around them. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, and the deck save is twelve. Okay. First one makes it. Uh, the second one rolled a natural twenty. Um, so yeah, they both make it, but they okay, still take half so damage. Okay, so they're going right? to take they're going to take half of thirty five. Okay, all right. They're not. It's piercing damage. You said piercing. They're clearly not as affected by piercing damage as you would hope, but they do get like some of the thorns bite into the softer materials on them. Uh, okay. Uh, just so you know, for this, it says a creature can move through the wall, albeit slowly and painfully. For every one foot a creature moves through the wall, it must spend four feet of movement. Furthermore, the first time a creature enters the wall on a turn or ends its turn there, the creature makes another dexterity saving throw. Okay. And it takes slashing damage on a okay. failed save or half. Okay. Slashing damage? All right. Yeah. And um, that's it for okay. me. <laughs> All righty. That's Kiska's go. Slot use of a good magic item. Uh, Kriathod, you're up next. All right. Since this guy's down on the ground. Oh, ignore that roll I just made. <laughs> okay. He's going to walk up to the guy on the ground and just hit him with his sword. Okay. You have advantage because he is prone. Ooh, advantage. That was a 14. A 14 does not hit him. Well, that was fun. All right. He's just going <laughs> to stand there and stare at him on the ground then. That was his turn. Okay, uh, I believe next up is Isra. Did he get an advantage because he was prone? Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, that was okay. Good advantage. Oh, jeez, dude. Okay. 
Uh, Isra just kind of looks at both of them and says, we could still maybe avoid this confrontation and get out of here instead of trying to fight these things that clearly are resistant to physical attack. Correct. That's why they're in a wall. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the holes to go down are also in the wall. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, why? Okay, I guess we're fighting. Um, yeah. Well, Isra's going to knock an arrow and shoot the one on the ground. Okay, he's prone. You have disadvantage to yeah. use ranged attacks on a guy on the ground. Uh, but you don't I have line of sight on the other two. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I really can't do anything of use here. Um, uh, I guess I'll cast... Uh, no, I have nothing useful. I have literally nothing remotely useful. Um, okay, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on it. Okay, that's a bonus action. Uh, yes, and then I'm going to fire at it at disadvantage. And uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't hit it because that would be a 14. So yeah, I don't Yeah, 14 doesn't hit. Mm, no, so a swing and a miss. And I'm done. That would be Delver's turn. Delver is going to cast Fairy Fire. Each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast also is out. Blah. Also, each object, each creature is outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw for the duration. Objects and effective creatures, oh god. Affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius, and any attack roll on an affected creature or object has advantage if the attackers can see it. Is that going uh, to is that going to hit us as well as them though? The phrasing yep. sounds like it. Oh, anything God, within twenty bad. feet of the target. So that's bad. It actually, that's doesn't really bad. I don't know if it'll get you or Delver, but it'll absolutely get Kiska and Creo. If you aim for the one on the ground. Yeah, but she can't aim it together yeah. too. They're behind. They're out of line of sight. <sighs> they're behind the twenty foot tall wall of thorns. Uh, twenty foot. It doesn't say I have to see the target. It does. You. Hmm, that's an interesting point. The spell does not yeah. say anything about line of sight, because the line of sight would usually prevent you from casting a spell on someone. Yeah. Well, each hmm. object in a 20 foot cube. You could hit, if, if it's in the cube, the cube would take up, it would hit the uh, minotaur statue that is right there, the big one, but it would not reach all the way over to the little one, because the cube would have to be centered on the uh, guy you're casting it on. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't have a target, it hits an area. So if you're, if the area you're targeting, if it's going to hit those two guys, it can't hit that third guy. Uh, or you can hit the two behind the wall and then possibly yourself and Delver or Delver and yourself. Um, but that wouldn't hit Creo, Kiska or the yeah, third guy. I, I guess that's that's the best we can do. Um, Actually, no, you can hit all three of them. You'll just hit the entire party. Uh, yeah, I don't want to hit the entire party and give no, but advantage. If you, if you push it back, uh-huh. looking at the space in this room, if you drop it towards the one... You could get the two that are currently behind the wall of thorns and no one in the party, but you also wouldn't get the guy who's prone. That's the best the, combination yeah. of... Yeah, I think so. Let me get the two behind the wall with fairy fire. Okay. Do they get they, a save or anything? Uh, they need to succeed on a dex 15 save. Okay. Six and four. So we everyone has advantage on attacks against those two. Okay. I mean, at the moment, you can't attack them very effectively yeah. because they're yeah, behind a ball thorns. But yeah, I got you. But uh, when when they do, hopefully, um, Delver's going to move kind of back over here. Should be able to move there. And uh, that's going to be it for his turn. Okay. 
Well then, first one. Mm -hmm. Okay, the uh, statue twitches a little, but doesn't do anything. This is the one on the ground. It then stands up because it needs to use its mov movement to do that. We get operating attacks when they stand. No, not just for standing. Oh, up. just for only when they move out. Yeah, they're they're not moving away from you. They're just getting up. Uh, he's going to look around. Um, the only one here who's done anything to him is Kiska. So he's going to attempt to attack Kiska. Fun. 13? 13 is my armor class. Okay. So 14 points of damage as he <laughs> lifts that giant spear. And actually, it's blunt. The spear does not have a point that is sharp enough to pierce you. So it's like getting hit with a rock. He just smashes you in the chest with a rock. Ow. So it's bludgeoning damage. That's his go. So they have to make dexterity saves as they attempt to move through the wall. Is that correct? Let me double check here. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, yes, the first time a creature enters the wall on a turn or end its turn there, a creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, what's the DC? 12. 9 and 9. So, yeah, two failures. Go ahead and roll damage. They each take 26 damage. You hear a lot of grinding and snarling and, you know, bull noises. Uh, they do manage to push themselves through. But uh, it clearly... Although they don't take as much damage as you would like, it definitely hurts them quite a bit. Uh, that is slashing damage, by the way. Yeah, it's they're immune to bludgeoning. They have resistance yeah. to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Okay. So that's where they go. Oh, boy. The uh, first big one, the one, the Minotaur one, is going to try and hit uh, Isra with his, his uh, axe, which is, again, not sharpened, so it's a bludgeoning strike. That's an eight to hit. That does not hit. Yeah, he smashes that thing down on the ground, and you just kind of, like, step away from it, and you're fine. Yeah, you, I'm kind of looking at that. I expected a little more than that. Hmm. The uh, giant bull statue, however, is going to take a go at Creo, because Creo is the one that he can get to. Uh, Creo, does a 27 hit you? That's a joke. It, it rolled a natural 20. Okay, so he, like, calls out a, um, he, he calls out and with silvery barbs, and it's like, uh, ugh, that... That is just terrible. And with the um, with the silvery barbs, uh, he has to re-roll and take the lower roll. Okay. Would a 15 hit you? A 15 does not. Then he misses. Also, it looked really much like he was going to hit you, and then he didn't. Okay. Also, with silvery barbs, I give someone a uh, magically distracted target, uh, triggering re-roll. You then choose a different creature you can see. Uh, the chosen creature has advantage on their next attack roll or ability check. So I will give that to uh, Isra. Okay. That's their go. All three of them are done. Which means we come back around to Kiska. You are up. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, so, um, hang on. I have a bunch of things I can use here. Cool. I'm going to cast Wither and Bloom. Um, right. I invoke both death and life upon a 10-foot radius sphere centered on a point within range. Um, can I hit all three of those dudes? Mm, you could, but at least Delver would be within that. Actually, so would Creo. It's it's each creature of my choice. Okay, so then you can hit all three of them. Okay, so um, I'm going to cast it on all three of them. They need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Saving throw is 12. Unfortunately for you, Khan is one of their really good stats. Yeah, that's um, okay. 21, 24, and 19. Okay, so they take half as much damage. Okay. So oh, yeah. half of seven. <laughs> okay. 
what kind of damage is it? Necrotic. Necrotic. Okay. So they take seven. Okay. And um, at higher, I, I'm casting this like at a higher level. So um, I'm going to actually, no, excuse me. Um, I'm not casting it at a higher level. In addition, one creature of my choice can spend and roll one of my unspent hit dice and regain a number of hit points equal to the roll plus my spell casting ability modifier, which is six. So um, I'm going to cast at one of my hit dice. <laughs> Because I took a hell of a lot of damage back there. Gotcha. Um, how do I roll my hit dice? Where Your hit die is a D what? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I wish I, I don't have your character sheet open. If you click on your short rest, it'll show you your hit dice. Thank you. Oh, 1D8. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. So 8 plus 6, which is 14? Yes. So I heal 14 damage. Okay. And now I'm back up to where I was. <laughs> And uh, let's see, uh, that was like my action. Uh, yeah, you got move and bonus action. Bonus action. Has anybody else taken damage? I don't think so. No. Okay, then um, that's all I'm going to do for now. Okay, uh, next up is Creo. All right, we're going to try something on uh, on the one in the corner that uh, wasn't in the Wall of Thorns. I'm going to sing like a, um, a little song, like, whisper it and even though creo is an excellent singer the song that gets into his head is just slightly off key and supposed to drive him insane so he needs to make a 14 wisdom saving throw okay oops i didn't mean to roll that i just i didn't know i was going to roll when i clicked okay you got a 16 on the dice all right so that means he rolls a 12 uh because he has a minus four penalty to wisdom (laughs) oh Okay. He's a magical construct. He has no mind. So we're about to find out if he takes psychic damage. So on a failed save, it takes 12 psychic damage and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from us. Well, you have it surrounded, so it couldn't do that if it wanted to. Um, but that doesn't matter because it takes the 12 psychic damage and begins to shake as the magic binding it is what takes the damage. And is literally blown apart. And a shower of... Actually, only Isra would notice this. A shower of what looked to be gold and other coins um, and other items fall out of it as it shatters apart and falls in pieces on the on the ground. It's a literal loot pinata! <laughs> but that's what happens with that, with that spell. Then I say, I probably should have started with that and not my sword. Alright, then that is all from me. All right, Creo is done, and Isra, you are up. There's one in front of you, I think directly, yeah, there's one directly in front of you, and there's one past him. It has cover behind the one that's attacking you, because it's 12 feet tall and straight in front of you. Hmm. But if you have sharpshooter or something, that won't matter, and if you don't, I, it has cover. I and uh, um, remember, I gave you... And we have, adv- well, we have advantage on these oh, anyway, yeah, because plus, of the yeah, fairy yeah. fire. Right, so. Never mind, forget the advantage. Yeah, yeah, for this stuff. Um. <laughs> You can move Hunter's Mark as a bonus action, I believe. Yeah, that's what I was checking. So I'm going to move Hunter's Mark onto the big guy, but I'm really close to the big I'm in melee range with the big guy, and if I move out, it's going to be an opportunity attack. Um, So it has Hunter's Mark, but it's not, it's not doing anything. I'm going to fire up my breath weapon, which I've never done before. Uh, that is going to do, as I say, always think I'm like so ready for each of my turns. And then it turns out that I'm totally not. Um, okay. Breath weapon. When you take, replace one attack with a 30 foot line breath weapon, which is five feet wide. Each creature must make a deck save DC 12 or take 
1d10 psychic damage on a fail or half as much on it. Okay. They can both be hit with a line. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going right to try and aim at both of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a problem. Okay, so they need to make deck saves. Yes. Uh, Natural one for a f- okay. five. And, okay, this is a family show, so I can't say the word that I wanted to say. <laughs> but that's another natural one Ooh. for another Ooh. five. So okay. go ahead and roll full damage. That's just five damage. Five psychic damage. No, it's not. Uh? They take ten damage from psychic and necrotic. Oh. So um, they both fall apart. Okay. And well, as that they was probably do, really these, impressive. The same loot that falls that fell out of the other one, more of it falls out of these two, and then they fall to the ground like broken pieces, and piles of money and items are on the ground around them. Uh, I did not expect that. I did not expect that. Well, that's one way to take care of things. At, at this point, I'm just going to assume that Rika, who's been kind of in my quiver and like peeking out occasionally, like jumps out into one of the piles of gold. Okay. To like dig through it. Okay. Are you having her make the skill check to see what she finds? Or... <laughs> um, I, I will follow her and make the skill check to see what we find. But okay. I think she saw piles of coins flying and she, she just, she's got to get some of that. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make an investigate check. Uh, I'm going to give myself guidance. Okay. Because you also I'm have advantage to... on the roll. Oh, oh. Because I, I don't like... believe his his ability specified that it had to be an attack roll. Okay. That if if I'm wrong, Andrew, you can tell me. <laughs> no, it was like a save or uh, whatever. Yeah. Ability so. check or saving throw. I'll let you use it for I, this. I rolled two fives. <laughs> oh well. Um. Uh, let's see, but I do have guidance. Two fives and a four on guidance, so that's a, a nine, and my investigation is plus zero, so that's a nine. <laughs> okay. Advantage and guidance. Wow, I should not have been the one to make this roll for investigation. Okay, that's, well. That's not my forte. Delver might have done so. I'm pretty sure Delver would have been pretty uh, good. I, Kiska is probably going to be looking around, too, because, yeah. I mean... It's a waterfall of stuff. You can make your own check. I won't. You can't get advantage, but you well, can make no. your own check. But is it what is it? Investigation or investigation? Yeah. Yeah. Can Delver make his own roll to poke around? Thirteen. I got a twelve. The thirteen's sufficient. Um, there's a bunch of gold. Uh, about two hundred, two hundred and one gold. Um, you say two hundred and one because one of the coins, most of the coins here are local to the weirs. Uh, but there's one coin that is like some kind of oblong golden disc. Uh, not not a circle, but more of an oval, and it's stamped with um, characters you're unfamiliar with. So it might be a gold coin. If it's not, it's just a piece of gold. Uh, so you you file that away. There's also twenty platinum. Wow. Um, and there's ten copper pieces mixed in through all that. There's a box, and then you see another box, and finally a third box. Or they're more like leather bound crates. Uh, you don't know what's in them because you haven't opened them yet, but you find three of them. And you find a ring. It's a very, very elegant little ring. Uh, lots of stuff carved into it. It looks kind of elven, but a little different. How long were we fighting for? Uh, maybe 20 seconds. Okay, so Detect Magic would still be up, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, d- uh, is any of it glowing? The brooch is glowing, uh, the ring is glowing, and uh. the crates are glowing faintly. Something inside the crates is glowing through them. There's something in those crates, but I wouldn't open them without looking for a trap or something. Because if they're valuable, probably warded. What would one roll to check for trap? 
uh, I believe, investigation. Oh, investigation? Then I'm not doing it. Yeah, I was going to say, my investigation is kind of shit. Um, I could I could try. Well, uh, let's see. You have see. two bards. Bard! Yeah, Delver, Delver will do it. Okay. I I, I, Delver I, can check one for traps, and maybe Creo can check another. Yeah, because there's two of them, right? There's three, three of, them. of them. There's three of them. Okay, so. And I'm going to give Delver guidance. Okay. okay. Go roll. Delver... Delver rolled a natural 20, plus 2 for guidance, plus... Uh... There's nothing on that crate. Okay. <laughs> uh, Creo? Alright, here we go. 14. You do not see a crate, uh, anything on this crate. Okay. okay there's one more. Yep. Uh, Delver's gonna go over to that one, then. Uh, 19. It doesn't find anything on that one, either. Cool. Uh, Crack them open, I guess. He's, he's gonna open it up. Okay. Uh, each crate, when opened, contains... Six. It's like kind of like a like a wooden version of an egg crate with like leather pouches inside of it, and in each pouch are these vials. They're like big round vials that come to a narrow point in the top and are stoppered with like what looks to be wax around lead. I mean, lead around wax because lead in the thing would be bad. Um, there's six of them per. Does anybody here have anything like you know herbalism or nature or anything like that? Uh, yeah, I should. Sure, you would think I would have nature. Yes, I do. I am proficient in nature. Okay, you absolutely don't know what these are. <laughs> but you know that they're not natural. There's like a weird flaming quality to the liquid that's inside them. Is that what's yeah. in all three of them? Yeah, once you get all three open, yep. They each have They've six, all got the same thing. six vials of these of this fluid. They're all magical. But you just you don't have identify, you just have detect magic, right? No, I just have detect magic. I don't have identify. Yep. I Delver has identify, but I don't think Delver wants to use the skill slots on identifying everything here. Can he cast a ritual identify? Because yeah, you can put yeah, everything in a pile. It will take you 10 minutes. Okay, yeah, he will ritually identify stuff. You can do all of it at once like that? Yeah, you know, there's, okay. you just, they did put them together and he'd cast it and he'd get everything. But that's mm -hmm. 10 minutes. Is anybody else doing anything for that 10-minute period? Um, I would like to, Isra would like to investigate these holes in the ground. I'm presuming, Kiska, that you made the bramble wall go away, yes? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's God. I went to investigate the holes of the ground. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm a bad person to do this. Maybe, maybe actually, Creo, I did such a bad job looking at this thing. Maybe you should look at this thing. Okay. I, I can, I can help you if you want to give you advantage to look. Or... I, I'm just not good at investigating. I've only got a plus one. I'm I have a plus zero. <laughs> All right. I and can. I'll give you guidance. I'll tap you on the shoulder and guide you with, uh, yeah, divine determination. So you get an extra D. There are big shafts of carved stone. You don't have to make a roll for this. I was just going to tell you. No. Um, yeah. Well, I got <laughs> a 12. Then. Okay. They're big shafts of carved stone. And in the stone, like the walls, it goes down until you can't see anymore. Uh, even if you have dark vision or anything like that. It just descends until there's nothing and you can't see anymore. But in the wall, there's obvious like carved handholds, like a, a ladder built into the wall going all the way down. Each of them has that. And they're all big enough for something large to, to use them. Do they look like they go to the same place or like tunnels that go? They're all dropping down into darkness and you can't see where they are beyond that point. So you can't really say. Anything else? Um, Isra, why something? Just okay. to see how deep they are um i would like to cast produce flame so like a ball of fire appears in my hand mm -hmm. and i would like to like throw it down the pit let me see how far it goes i was gonna um, say what's the range on the spell 
Uh, 30 feet. Yeah, it's only 30 feet, but I can yeah. kind of get a glance. All right, go ahead and throw it down. I'm tossing that thing. Okay, uh, with your ridiculous passive perception, I will say that it drops to 30 feet and then lights up the area somewhat, and it's well beyond. They, this thing's got to be at least 90 feet deep. You can't see the bottom of it or even okay. close to it. Okay, but I have... Now I have an idea. That's that's pretty deep. Are there any doors or anything like that around? Don't be me. Nope. The um the holes are they where those statues were standing? Or? Yeah, they, they were like standing on top of plinths. When they okay. jumped down off the plinths, the plinths fell over, uh, like as if they were planned to do so. And these these tunnels were revealed. Okay. Are all three tunnels the same? Length as far as you can down? tell. Okay. You can't see to the bottom. You just they they go straight down. All three of them go straight down until they are just beyond the range of anybody's vision. Well, uh, now what? Ten minutes pass. Uh, Delver finishes up and tells you that the potions are potions of giant strength, fire giant strength to be precise. Um, oh wow! The ring is a ring of free action, and the brooch is a brooch of shielding. Okay. Hmm. Who's best for what? That's up to you guys to decide. However, I will point out that the clock is ticking. You're on an adventure. You probably don't have time to sit down and decide who gets what. Yeah, let's just keep, let's just, um, let's see. Um, pocket our stuff. Yeah, pocket the stuff and we'll divvy up all the goods later. Just make note of how much gold and platinum and stuff there was. Yeah, I've written it down. We'll, yeah, we'll split it up later. Um, okay, so uh, I still have spider climb up. Okay. Can um, I... Can I climb down one of the holes? Yeah. That's... I mean, it's got a ladder built in for people who don't have spider climbs. So. Oh, there's a ladder. Okay. Yeah. Well, I that's... guess down is the only way to go, guys. That's probably a concentration spell. If any of these other things you casted were concentration spells. I don't think spider climbs concentration. Let me check. There are like a dizzying number of concentration spells. Yeah. No, game. it's not a concentration yeah. spell. Mm -hmm. It just lasts up to an hour. Oh, wait. It is oh. a concentration up to one hour. <laughs> Uh, none of the other stuff that I la cast was concentration, though, because well, it was stuff off of like the staff and whatnot. At any rate, um, there's a ladder, so even if you didn't have it, you could still get down there. But yeah, you I can take that back climb when down. I cast detect magic. That overrode it. So okay, I don't actually know anymore. <laughs> actually, no, you cast spider detect magic first. Oh, did I? Yeah, so you overrode your detect magic with spider climb, so you wouldn't have known any of that stuff was magic. But let's we'll just move on. Let's just move on. There's a ladder. Let's go down it. I mean, I think it are would you, be a fair guess that there was magical stuff. Are you all taking the same one? Like, there's three there. Uh, good point. We should. Um, Isra would want to follow someone who can see in the dark because Isra cannot see in the dark. Let's let. Wait, sorry, dog. Uh, let's go ahead and take the the one that's the person. Okay, so the one on the furthest uh, left. You begin heading down into the darkness, and after about a solid three, four minutes of climbing, you finally reach. You should now be in a different map. We are. Hey, okay. yeah, yeah. I only see Delver's token on the map, but yes, I see a different map. Yeah, Delver's token is not supposed to be there, so... Uh, but anyway, you are in the area numbered six. Okay. Okay, because where the three circles are at? That is correct. Okay. Probably where these tunnels come out. Literally, you drop from the ceiling and land on spongy moss in those circles. Or at least you think it's moss. It's definitely spongy. Kiska kind of takes a look at it. Uh, you think it's moss. Okay, cool. But now roll initiative. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so you are in that room. 
you can see those three passageways. I'm going to try and get your characters to all be there where they're supposed to be. Looks like are there's there... three doors headed out of here. Are there doors or are they open passageways or what? There are doors. Okay. But obviously, since I didn't feel like trying to hide the map, you can tell that there's passageways beyond them. Uh, yeah, I mean, hiding the map. We've all been there. It's a lot of work. So there, you should all be able to move those characters. Okay. Um, Kiska's going to check out the one on the upper left and see if it's locked. Um, are you going to just reach over and try the door? She's going to look at it first and see if it looks like it's trapped. Okay, you can make an investigate check or you can just look at it. If you just look at it, then nothing you get is going to be, you know, binding. 14? I mean, you don't actually know for sure, um, but it actually occurs to you the, the, the markings on this door are like silver and they're curved and fluting in such a way as to suggest a, a tree. And huh. you're like, this is, it's familiar to you, but you're not sure why. Can I try the door? Sure. Okay, I try and open it. It opens. Well, this one isn't locked. Uh, All right. Korea's just going to start headed that way. Delver's going to check this door that he wandered over towards the door on the inside. Of- okay. Um, I'm just going to let Delver determine okay. that it's not trapped. Okay. Uh, it is, however, locked. Oh. It can be opened. There are ways to open locked doors, but at present yeah, it is locked. You check the one, the lower door. Yeah, there's a giant Delver behind it, and he goes, no! <laughs> no I, I don't know why that picture of Delver is there, and I can't get rid uh, of it. Yeah, but. it just, it, it exists. It's... No, it, it, the, a similar check from him determines that it is not trapped. Uh, there's nothing in the hallway except there's another door okay. heading into what is we'd call room three there. There's a door both up where Kiska is and down there where Delver is in both of those passageways. So both of the doors are unlocked on that side? Yep. And is there then, anything on that lower door? What do you mean by on? Well, the, ha- the one had the tree. They all have that symbol on them. Uh-huh. Oh, all three of them have the same symbol? Yep. Okay, well... Um, You're not sure if it's a symbol or if it's just a motif. Like, maybe they just... That's how they build doors. You're not sure. Which way would you guys like to go? Well, you're up here at this door. Why not? I don't see any reason to go through one than the other. Okay, let's go. Well, the one... I mean, Delver will point out that the one on the far side of the room is locked. Yeah, maybe we can find a key elsewhere. Or somebody that has a key. Well, as you step out into that hallway, as I said, you see a door on what it would be the south wall. And then the passageway obviously curves. Is it dark down here? Is it lit in any way? Um, it's not lit, no. Uh, Kiska will throw up her hand and poof, 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 dancing lights. Okay, now it is dim light, I guess. Like, what is it, like, normal light, like, in 10 feet, and then dim light out to 30 or something like that? It's, yeah, hang on. Do, 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 do. Um, four lights into one glowing vaguely human. Four, do, 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 do. It's dim light within a 10-foot radius. And uh, Isra will do the produce frame th- flame thing, which is actually bright light in a 10-foot radius and an adi- and, ten- and dim light for an additional. Okay, so we've got like a chain going on of the torch yeah. and, the, and the dancing lights. <laughs> okay, that, yeah, you can see the door. Yeah, that door. Um, Kiss is going to reach out and see if it's locked. Make a dexterity save. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. The one the time one I don't door check. We don't check. <laughs> 11. Okay, make a wisdom save. Oh, no. 22. That's better. Okay. Feel sad, but it doesn't affect you enough to change anything you were planning on doing. Just an, an incredible welling up of sadness. 
like like you've the bereavement of someone who's lost something truly important to them. And now that you've touched it, you can tell that there is not a door there. It was made to look like a door to get someone to touch it. She puts her head through it. There's nothing there. Oh, okay. So she just walks into the room then. There is no room there. Oh, there's no room? There's nothing? There's nothing there. Oh. Just this this thing that suggested a door. In fact, it it is someone made a mock-up of a door for the purposes of getting people to try to open it so that they would be hit by whatever just hit you. Hmm. But you saved successfully, and so you were not affected. That's odd. That's odd. feels like somebody lost something really important. I'll I'll throw a little inside baseball here. What with the fact that the map is exposed to you all, I had to make a few changes just so things could happen that aren't obvious. Yeah, no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, So she's going to go move forward and kind of peek around the corner. Okay, the corner goes 20 20 feet and turns again. Does it look like there's anything in the hall or anything? Bodies. What kind of bodies? There's on the floor. Um, there's about three or four of them. What are they? You can see, right? You have dark vision? Yeah. Yeah. They're, um, one of them is a kobold. Looks to be an, an adolescent kobold. Oh. And the rest, um, they're kind of strangely put together. You're not entirely sure what the heck they are. Do you have, uh, I'm going to say history or arcana. Uh, neither of those. Well, no, you can just make the check. Go ahead and check. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, it doesn't really matter either way. Okay, uh, we'll just go history then. Delver is proficient in history. Does he have yes. dark vision? Seven. But he doesn't have dark vision. Seven. Yeah. It's yeah. So be reliant yeah. on that dim light. Yeah. Um. With a seven, you have no idea what they are. These are strange. And uh, she starts moving forward. Are we? Um. Does it look like they've had their brains pulled out? Okay, you're moving up to them. How far forward are they? Um. Second second cube, so about 10 feet away from you, and then to the end of the hallway, as far as you can tell. Okay, she's going to uh, cast Detect Magic again. Uh, they do not appear to be magical. There's no magic in the hallway at all? Doesn't seem to be anything that's that's radiating magic at this time. Okay, so she's going to make her way forward cautiously. Then. I mean, behind you, there's magic on a door. On what appeared yeah. to be a door? <laughs> yeah, on the fake door, that's magical. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's going to cautiously make her way forward then. Okay. Uh, make a stealth check. Actually, don't bother. Yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, you're good at stealth, and you have pass without a trace going. I think. Yeah. The That's first a concentration spell, oh, and okay. so is dancing lights. Actually. Okay. Well, then just normal. It'd still be good enough. Um, the first body, as you get close to it, it takes a shuddering breath. Oh, no. The cobalt. Pass without a trace is from my staff. It's not. Okay, but you did use the staff to cast something else. Yeah, I did. Okay. okay. But yeah. Um. Yeah, the, the kobold takes a retching, shuddering breath and is now... <gasps> I cast Healing Word on the kobold. Okay. Uh, that would heal him to full because he has like two hit points. Um, yeah, he... he uh, 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 like Are coughing. You right? Are you speaking in Draconic? Do you speak Draconic? I don't speak Draconic. Okay, he just looks up at you with his eyes wide. Oh, he doesn't understand. Okay. Uh, well, the other ones were speaking Elvish, weren't they? When the they were trying to, yeah, when we were talking to them, like they switched the, from draconic uh, to undercommon, didn't they? The adult ones did. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna move up, and if I can, I see this kobold in like yeah, because the, the dancing lights would be coming from around yeah. Kiska, so yeah, you can tell she's talking to a little kobold. Uh, I will come up, and I can speak draconic, and so can Delver. Um, and say, 
little one, what happened here? They they were taking them to the offer. What 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 is the I offering? don't know. I fought so they stabbed me here and he shows you his chest where he has a healing puncture wound through him. And I couldn't breathe anymore and then they laughed and said, We'll come back. And they left I know this is very frightening, but we're going to help we're here to help you. Can you tell us how many there were, what they were? They come out of the darkness. They don't they're they don't stay there. Make a persuasion check if you want to try and push him harder. Uh, yeah. Or intimidate check, I guess, if you want to be a monster. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a monster. Um, I'll give myself guidance and make a check. Persuasion check. I'm not great at persuasion, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I'm not good at 14. He tells you, um, haltingly and, and twitching around, constantly looking, literally they seem to be able to step out of shadow. It was almost impossible for him to get an accurate count. Uh, it was him and these three uh, deep gnomes were the ones the, the ones being taken, uh, and then they've tried to fight, and the deep gnomes paid the price. Thank you. Thank you for telling me. That helps. Your parents sent us. You should get out of here. If you go back up those stairs, there's nothing there anymore. There's a... We have a boat back down by the dock. You can hide there, and we'll come back. Take you back. He, he nods shakingly. Again, he still seems very, like, distraught. Like, they, they took my sister. We'll find her if we can. We'll do everything. Like, he clearly wants to stay and fight and help his sister, but he is obviously in no shape for it. After another moment or two, he looks out at the dead gnomes and shakes his head and heads towards the uh, way you guys just came. And I'll relate all of this to everyone else. Okay. So what do you do now? Okay. Um, are any of the other ones? I'm going to start moving forward to see if any of the other ones are alive. Oh. I'm not going to force you to make checks here. Uh, they are quite dead. Their heads have, in fact, been ripped open and their brains have been removed. Ooh. What do they look like on closer inspection? Like, can I, now that I'm on top of them, can I tell what they are? Or? They're, deep, they're deep gnomes. Oh. The, the kobold said they were surf nebula. Oh, okay. They're, they're all gnomes. Um, okay. They, they've all, the tops of their heads have been removed um, as if with, like, something extremely precise. And their brains are gone. Well, this is unpleasant. Uh, should we keep going? Because I think they must have gone this way. Well, we have to cobalt a can. No one deserves this. Certainly not children. Okay, let's keep going. Um, she's going to move forward and kind of peek around the corner again. Okay. Uh, you don't see anything in the hallway. Uh, except for a trail. It's like, and you're not sure. It's not a drag trail. It's just as you notice... The floor is a really dark stone, but it's slightly lighter than the darkness of what appears to be a droplets that head down the hall and then turn into the door that is now on your right. Does it look like blood? I mean, you're not an expert on everybody's blood, but you're pretty <laughs> sure that's what it is. Okay. There's another door over here, guys. She's going to make her way over to the door. Okay. Uh, it looks just like every door you've seen so far, including the one that wasn't actually a door. It has a tree on it. Yeah. As you look at it, um, you, you're noticing it's it's like a tree, but it also, the ends of it, instead of being branches that branch out, you realize it's it's like a web nexus, like like a web hanging from a, like like a webbing. It's like the tree is, is a web and the webs are trees. Does are it part remind of me, Andy, of like Loth or anything like that? Or no? It reminds you of drow in dark elf society. There is no yeah. Loth in this world. Oh, okay. Sorry. It does remind you of of dark. Oh no, I'm sorry. That's wrong. There is a loth. I apologize. She does exist here. 
Um, it does remind you, but it doesn't remind you of Loth exactly. It reminds you of the forbidden name of Loth from before the split with the, the surface elves. Uh, Aron Chalet, uh, the who's the weaver of destiny. That's really interesting. This is all kind of familiar-ish, she says to anybody else who happens to be behind her. I don't know if anybody's followed her around the corner. Uh, up to you guys. Did you follow uh, her around the corner? Yeah, I've been kind of... Isra's keeping back. This is all very old. Very, very old. Could be something behind this door. She's like keeping it quiet, right? She points is at the there, trail. <laughs> is there anything here Delver might recognize? Because Delver also is very old. Like, is History, the architecture familiar? Are the symbols familiar? History or Arcana? There's better at these. Delver did not roll well. Uh, that is a 14. Delver actually stands there for a moment and goes, hmm, I don't. And then suddenly there's like a, you see his head twitch and an entirely different voice goes, fool. It's the symbol of the, of the fate goddess. Well, that's very rude. You took control of my vocal cords. Uh, um, repentance says it's the symbol of the fate goddess of his people, his former people. Hmm. Drow? Yes. Oh, I didn't. Realized repentance was a drow. Well, he's not anymore. Now he's like me, because I am also a curse to stay my life in this ridiculous prison. And he is very happy about it, as you can see. Kiska reaches out and just touches the door. She doesn't, like, go to open it. Okay. It's a door. At least you think so. So there's no, like, overwhelming nope. sadness or anything. Well, you'd recast Detect Magic, hadn't you? No. Oh, okay. Well, I assumed you had, because I thought you did. Well, it doesn't. Nothing happens. Okay. It was more like, is it going to do the same thing as the other almost door did, or is this an actual door door? <laughs> as far as you can tell, it's a door. Okay. So um, she's going to kind of like look at the others and go. And the the drag marks, the trail leads to the door further down the hallway. They're not drag marks. It's like blood droplet trail, but it definitely oh. goes up to the door. Okay. Whatever we're after, it went that way. Who's the strongest out of all of us? Because I keep thinking maybe I shouldn't be the one to walk through the door. Uh, not Delver and not me. I have plus one. Isra has plus one. Creo? No, strength is my dump stat. We are all real bad. Okay. So, uh, armor class is what I was looking at. Was like is... uh, Enough of this. Delver. <laughs> you hear Delver okay. twitch and you see him physically change. Oh, boy. <laughs> like one moment, Delver is Delver. The next moment, Delver is not Delver. And this guy is here in his place. Oh, hello. Just move Delver off there. Isra's going to glance over and say, nice of you to join us, Repentance. We could have used someone with your strength. He just puts his shoulder down. He looks somewhat irritated with the whole business and just <laughs> rams the door open with one strike. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, then. I guess we're going into the room. Repentance and is a can-do sort of guy. Repentance is now fully in the room, and you guys all see what he sees as he walks in, which is to say there are people sitting in what looks to be like an almost amphitheater-like structure uh, around an altar. Oh, no. And on that altar, there's a body. You don't know what it was in life, but there are three shapes clawing at it with clawed feet that they have around their bodies the body itself however appears to be a brain there are three oh. brains with art with legs with claws on them standing around on top of this body clawing at it while a guy in a robe you think it's a guy looks sounds male is chanting uh in some language don't know what it is I, unless any of you speaks abyssal or infernal 
Nope. Nope. Delver's not there anymore. Nope. I had to check, actually, see if, if uh, Repentance speaks it. Nope. He doesn't speak it. Okay, so chanting, funky language. Uh, did they notice that we just busted the door open? You, like, literally everything turned to look at, at the door. Oh, God. Okay. So did he go inside when he... Uh... He's ten feet in the room. Oh, he's ten feet in the room. Okay, his oh, yeah. little icon didn't move. That's why I was like... I think we're fighting. Uh, I we're... Think that's that's our answer here. That's pretty much our only choice at this point. And Kiska goes in the room behind Elwer. Or Repentance. Okay. Um, I have to make a change to this so it will work. And when the encounter... Uh... Are there... You said this was like an amphitheater. Are there other people there here? Yes, but they don't appear to be there of their own free will. Huh. All right. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative, guys. I rolled a two. So that's a seven for Isra. 21 for Kiska. And it gets a 14. 19. How much did you get, Isra? Uh, seven. I'm going to put this dice in, in dice jail. I need new dice. Alrighty, Kiska, you are the first up. Great. Um, Cool. So the three brain things are actually like the... They're like, how far away are they? Actually, wide? they're, um, as the, you guys came in the room, the three brain things all slurped together into one brain thing. Oh, sorry. Ew. I forgot to say that. Gross. How far away is it? Feet wise? I'm looking at the room. It's basically at the back. I will in fact put markers down for them because I can do that. Well, cause I'm looking at the, we're still looking at the old map. So like. You haven't switched the new map? Nope. Did none of you see the new map? Nope. Same map. Okay, hold on. Oh, hey, there we go. Nope, that's the old map. That's the first map. Yeah, you're. You should that's, be on the second. That's second. Map. Yeah, we're on the we're on the one in room number two. Yeah, that's where you're supposed to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> you confused the heck out of me. No, that that's your the room you're in. The the map that has like the number six where we came in and like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, you, you didn't leave that. Not a new room. Okay. 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 So the little squares. How many feet are the little squares? Uh, they're like 10 feet because this map didn't render properly. Okay. All right. So, um, I'm going to cast Entangle on the brain. Well, give me one second. I actually have to put everything everywhere. Okay. I hope we busted through the door in like dramatic superhero poses. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it was more like Repentance did and the rest of us were just like, uh, what? Hi. (laughs) Yeah. We didn't want to touch the door. Just standing back. Okay. I'm using these because that's what I could get. Uh, that's currently the makeup of the room. The three brains are like this. The dude who is chanting is over on the left and a dude in armor who is moving around very herky jerky is over on the right. Okay. So the the brains I'm casting entangle on the brains. Um, and they need to make a strength saving throw. Uh, just the one brain, but, or the one brain, whatever. Anyway, uh, DC 12. DC 12 down there. Strength. You said, yeah. I'm using the character sheet because I lost my dice again. He okay. rolled a 10. Okay, cool. So he's um, basically grasping weeds, sprout up, and entangle them. And they are restrained until the spell ends. Um, if they they can use their action to make a strength check against my spell save DC um, if they want to. But yeah, they're stuck where they are for a minute. Okay. And um, let's see. That was Okay. Um, that's all I got for right now. I'm going to move my character a little bit over to the, uh, side of the room there. But other than that, yeah, that's all I got. Okay. Go ahead and move her. All right. Just over there. Okay. Yep. You're about 30 feet away from it. Okay. Yeah. It's a 90 foot range. So. So next up is one of those two guys. He is going to charge, gets to there. 
then steps to there, and that doesn't take him out of a threatened square, so he doesn't get hit by repentance. Uh, and he is going to attack you. Great! Well, you don't want to cast a spell. True. Didn't hurt it, though. It's, you know, tangled it up. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, 20 to hit. Oh, yeah. No, that hits. <laughs> you take four points of damage. He just slashes out with a short sword, or possibly a sacrificial knife, or something. You don't know. How much? Four total. Okay. Thank you. Ow! Well, and he's that close, you can tell that he's a drow. What do you think you're doing? His face is not right. Like, it's not moving properly at all. Oh, dear. Okay. But that's his go. Next up is... Actually, that should have been Kriothar. Kriothar should have gone then. Uh, so you go now, Creo. All right. Well, I guess with the one that's attacking... Uh, with the one that's attacking Kiska, he'll hit that with the Dissonant Whispers, because that one seems the most threat. He'll do it at second level, so it needs to make a Wisdom 14 saving throw. Okay. That is a 9. Okay, so it takes uh, 16 Psychic Damage, and must use its reaction to its speed away from it. Okay. Um, okay, hold on. I'm going to have to adjudicate something. I'm going to just randomly roll a die here. Ooh, didn't roll well. Okay, as you do this, the body of the person attacking uh, Kiska twitches and its head splits open and the brain jumps out and grows those legs again and begins skittering as far away from you as it can get. The body falls and it moves this far. That's the brain now. The body is on the ground in front of Kiska. The brain thing does move out of Kiska's threatened square. As it does that. So do I get an attack of opportunity? That is correct. Uh, is it just a... Can I use Thorn Whip? I think you have to be... A, that's a spell that you would have to have cast. Yeah, it's a cantrip. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I could just do Unarmed Strike. You should be able to smack it with your staff. I yeah, you can hit it with your staff. Oh, I'll do that then. It's probably a much better attack. Uh, let's see here. You just linked the staff. I don't think you have Yeah, to I know. It's 19. Okay, uh, 19 is going to hit it. Okay, there we go. Six points of damage. Okay. Uh, it does not enjoy that and continues running out into the hallway. To the hallway? Like yeah. out the door? Oh my god. It okay. has to get as far away from Creo as it can. Oh, That's okay. It's full movement. So it's just a brain with legs going... Looking on out there. It's oh actually my god. Cool. Yep. Okay. So like when you had the brains before and I said that they all schlucked into it, what actually happened was two of them jumped into bodies. Gross! Yep. Alright, and yeah, that was all. Okay. Repentance, horrified beyond measure by everything he is seeing, says in flawless but stilted undercommon, this is utterly repulsive. And he will swing that hammer. Actually, he's probably using his great axe. Yeah, he's using that. Okay, he'll swing that. Uh, yeah, he rolled a 27, a 19 plus that. So he's going to smite since, you know, why would he? So first we'll roll the damage from the axe. Paladin, that's what you do. That's basically that's your job. 13 damage from that, and now we will look at smite damage, which is one of those things I'm not good at. Never actually used a smite in 5th edition. Gotta start sometime. Yep. Divine smite. So so he does 14 damage within this divine smite, 13 damage from his strike, and that cuts the thing in front of him in half, and the brain inside of it jumps out. Oh god! Oh, that's terrifying. I yeah. uh, the... He moved up, so he there. That's it for Repentance. He's dealing with the brain thing now. Doo -doo -doo. And that means it is that guy's go. Okay. 
Creo, yes. do you have protection from evil and good up? No. Okay. It, you have to give me an intelligence roll. It is This is an intelligence contest. You have to roll. Oops. Four. Okay. No. <laughs> this could be not good for you. Natural 20 for a 21 total. Okay. It leaps across the entire distance to you, which is to right there, and drives you to the floor and clamps the two big claws on your head. You are considered grappled, and this this round, it inflicts 1d8 damage to you. Oh, I'm sorry, it's 2d10. Wait, I thought that was the entangled one. Yeah. Did it make the strength saving throw? Didn't have to. Oh. It went ethereal when it succeeded in the intelligence attack. Oh, okay. Shoot. All right. Uh, that's 12 points of psychic damage. Are you still alive? Yeah, I'm alive. Okay. Uh, make a DC 12 saving throw. What kind of saving throw? Intelligence. Okay, 19. Okay, then you don't lose any intelligence. Uh, it is attempting to re- kill your brain and replace it. Ah! That is what it's trying to do. But you succeed in the saving throw, so you do not lose any intelligence, so your brain is not consumed. That's good, at least. Isra, you're up. Wow, I do not like this. Um, could I pull it off? Could I try to pull it off, Creo? Make an intelligence check. Just straight up roll your intelligence. Okay, you're smart enough to know that would be a terrible idea. Shoot it. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is going to be, this will be fun. Um, so yeah, I'm going to shoot You have a magical bow, yes? Yes. Okay. And I rolled really bad. This, this new dice I pulled out. Not any better. Um, 13 to hit. Hits. Okay. Does not have high AC. Got D8. I rolled 13 damage. Did you put Hunter's Mark on it? I, oh, I Hunter's Mark. Okay. I'm, I, I didn't think about it, so I'll just not. And I'm kind of panicking because this thing attached to my friend's head. But the bow can do an extra 1d6 elemental damage. And I rolled a six. Okay, so total? Uh, that would be six psychic damage. And what was before that? Uh, before that, it was just piercing damage. But it is a magical weapon. The number that it did. Oh, 13. So 13 and 6 for 19 total. Yes, and 6 of it was psychic. If they happen to not like psychic damage, I don't know. No, that they, they're brains. They like psychic things. But uh, mm. regardless, the arrow goes deep. And uh, Creo, you get blood and brain fluid all over you. But the thing itself is still alive if very badly hurt, you think. It's kind of hard to tell because it's a brain. It doesn't have a face. Also, I got stuff in my eyes, so it's just kind of, I'm just kind of squinting as that's all leaking in. Yeah, it's it's pretty horrifying, but that happens, yeah. Are you doing anything else, Isra? Um, since, hang on. Let me me roll a dice and see if I decide if Reka wants to come out or if she's terrified. Um... I rolled an 11, so that's more than a 50-50 chance. I'm going to ask Rinka to attack it, because I can do that as a bonus action, and then she can act after my okay. turn. Hold on, let me get a Rinka figure out. Having okay, that little is thing so there cool is... so cool and also so weird. Yeah, that little figure there is Rinka. Um, okay. Do you have her stats to make the attack roll? Uh, yeah, I do. It's gonna. Tr- she's going to try and bite it. Okay. And she's going to be like, this is really, this is really gross. Should I bite? Is this... Is this going to be bad for my teeth or something? Yep. And Isra is just like, bite it. You want to get it off his head. And uh, she rolls a an 18 to hit. That hits. And uh, she just does four. So five damage piercing. She kills it. How does okay. Rachel want to do this? 
Um, she goes and like rips into it with her teeth and tries to yank it off. And there's no resistance because it's brain tissue. Uh-huh. So when she does that, instead of yanking it off, she literally pulls the thing apart and it falls with a wet thud directly onto Kreo's face. She's just like, oh, I... sorry about that. You may need to get new robes. That may not. Uh. Yeah, he's just kind of wiping at himself and just grossed out by this whole dance. And Draka is kind of like, bah, bah, trying to like spitting out brain matter. Okay, that's the end of that round. Yes, yes. <laughs> so this guy attempts to get away from Repentance, who is not having it, and will swing an attack at him. Uh, that is a 12, which just hits. Oh. Because oh, they have a 12 AC when they're in brain form, which he is because his physical body was killed. Um, just imagining gross brain feet going up. <laughs> 11 damage, and then a smite, because he's going to burn all of his spells, killing these things because they are disgusting. Uh, 2d8 radiant damage that's nine more um as you see that the brain thing turn and try to run out of the room repentance swings around and brings the axe down on its form nearly dividing it in half and then there's this flash of radiance and it's not golden it's silver um it's it is it looks very familiar to you kiska and the silver light crawls along the thing like webbing and burns it to ash and that is the end of the brain things. With their with the second that the last one dies, all the people in the amphitheater chamber, which is like like close to 40, 45 people, all kind of like bundled together in the in the seat parts, start violently and they're like, wah, wah. There's lamentation cries and all that. Uh, they're clearly n- distracted at best. But they Are aren't they sprouting kobolds? brains. No, they're not sprouting brains. Are they kobolds? Are they mixed or there's there's a variety of different things here uh definitely there are five or six kobolds in here um everybody here has been stripped down to like if they if they wear clothing they have like just underclothes on or tunics or like little uh you know loin skin type things and their heads have been shaved if they have hair and if they don't have hair they have lines everyone has lines drawn around their head you're pretty sure this is a cut here first mark okay Everybody out. There's still a brain out there, right? No. Yeah. Oh, didn't the one oh, run away? The one ran away. It did run away, but it's it kept going. It's gone. You don't okay. see it. Everybody out. The way is clear out of the temple. They may not know the way out. Um, as they begin scattering out, you notice that they were actually sitting on the things that you thought were like an amphitheater are actually boxes and crates and barrels and chests that they were Can- like sitting on. Can I send uh, Reika with them to, like, guide them back to the boat? Reika can speak Draconic, if that would help. Okay. Reika's like, I'll do that. Thank you, Reika. You've done such a good job today. Ugh, I just want to get some water. Yeah, yeah, I I understand. So in the interest of time, because we're going to have to wrap it up soon, uh, I'm just going to say that you guys managed to give the room a quick sweep. Um, You find 17,000 gold pieces. Jesus! Ah! Uh, it's in various, it's not all gold pieces. Some of it's like bracelets or rings or what have you, but it's the equivalent of 17,000 gold pieces in gold. Um, there is a... Like 1,700 or 17,000? 17,000. Oh my god. Okay. So Liz, write this down. <laughs> I'm writing. I'm writing. There's also uh, a rod of some kind. It has like six buttons okay. along its length. It is like a mace-sized rod of metal. 
It looks to be made out of like some kind of weird red gold. Weird. And a small box. Um, they don't have them in this world, but if they did, it'd be about the size, a little bit bigger than a cigarette pack, like a cigarette case. Oh, just a little box? Yeah. You guys heard my cat, huh? <laughs> yes. She's, she's caught something, like a ball or something. <laughs> yeah, she's very upset that I'm not coming out to see it. But yeah. Father, so, I've won. Come look. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that's what you find. Okay. Awesome. And crazy. Okay. So um, we've sent people on their merry way and we're on our way. I guess could go further down the hall. Well, you had said you had a hard stop time. Yeah, I do have a hard stop time. So we're pretty much at it. So, okay. Uh, but are you doing anything else? Can we take a quick short rest while we're here? Um, yeah, I suppose. Are you, what are you doing anything during this, this short rest? Um, I'm just going to like uh, do the, what's it? Uh, natural recovery. Okay. I'm talking about, are you doing any other actions while you've got no. here? No. You've got two items and a lot of gold. Um, I would oh, say um, we could probably like split things up during the short rest. Okay. DM's just going to tell you this. You haven't checked to see if these are magical or identified them in any way. Okay. Um, we need to identify the stuff and I don't like. We can't. Yeah. I was going to say Delver was the one that had to identify. All right. Uh, yeah. Repentance is like, but I just got here. <laughs> you seriously want me to go? All right. And he does like you see him physically change his plates retract. He becomes smoother and sm- and shorter. And there's Delver again. Thank you. Repentance. He says, you're welcome. And then he grumbled, <laughs> said something in Elvish. I think I think it's Elvish, whatever language that is. He speaks. Uh, and uh, we'll say we'll skip to 10 minutes. Uh, Delver's eyes widen quite a bit as he finishes the spell and looks down and says, well, this is a rod of lordly might, a very powerful magical item that I encourage you to look up on D&D Beyond. <laughs> but this, and he holds up the box and flips it open, and in it you see a deck of cards. <laughs> this <gasps> is a deck of many things. <laughs> and that's where we're going to oh, end Matt. it. Oh, oh, my goodness. Matt. And then that's oh, how the campaign Matt. ends. Yeah. Oh, my it's God. Over. It's all over now. We'll see. I, I feel bad when you because said it was about the size of a cigarette pack. I was kind of like, huh. <laughs> the thing uh, is, is that I originally planned for Joe to be here for this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately he was not. So I had to do uh, his, but it, it happens. It that's, happens. That is where the, uh, the game will be stopping <laughs> for today. Um, yeah. Um, we'll, uh, everyone does a short rest. So you get anything that you get back on a short rest, go ahead Nothing. and mark back on your character. Um, Literally, yeah, nothing. I did. I, t- I did the wild recovery thing, so I got one second level spell slot back, and also rolled a hit dice because yeah. I was kind of ouchy. I'm back to full now, though. Okay, so that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening with us. <laughs> um, sorry, Joe, that you missed the deck of many things. Because believe me, I wanted you here for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that that was the game. So uh, thanks to you guys for being here. Uh, thank you to my players. Uh, Anne, Andrew, and Liz. Thank you to Joe for recording this, even though you couldn't be here yourself. And thank you to me for running the game. I'm just going to thank myself. Why not? Thank you, Rossi. That um, was that was a great job. Thank you for our weird dungeon. What a one to end the session. <laughs> oh, right. boy. But yeah, uh, we're, we're doing other games in other months. Uh, this is the last uh, game for March, pretty obviously, yeah. since you know next uh, yeah. next well, Saturday is in April. Uh, but we'll be doing another one of these in April, and we'll be doing another Witchlight game in April as well, I yes. hope. 
Um, I hope so too. Yes, Liz runs. I'm looking that. forward to it. So I'm looking th- forward to both of them. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. Um, I guess I'm doing the next one. I was hoping to hand off to Joe, but I don't think that would be fair to him to hand off to him in the middle of this dungeon. So yeah, we'll hopefully get through the dungeon and see what happens. Okay. Uh, talk to you all later. Have a great day, and thank you for being here with us. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Una Chaplin, and I'm the host of a new podcast called Hollywood Exiles. It tells the story of how my grandfather, Charlie Chaplin, and many others were caught up in a campaign to root out communism in Hollywood. It's a story of glamour and scandal and political intrigue and a battle for the soul of a nation. Hollywood Exiles from CBC Podcasts and the BBC World Service. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.